and welcome to CB Singles Club. We've got the usual panel. We've got Al. Hiya. We've got Chris. Hello. And we've got Will. Bonjour to Le Mans. Nice to have you here, boys. CB Singles Club is where each of our panel members chooses one single from this week's new releases and we all have a listen and we tell you what we think. So the first single of the week, I think, is here from Will. Well, hello. To be honest, I had a a lot of trouble finding something this week and I settled upon Matt Berninger, ex of the band The National. A little bit about Matt. He actually quit his job in advertising in his 30s to start the band. First album out in 2001 and a very successful band itself. Matt's single for this week is called Let It Be. You say to me Let it go Hey Lighten up a little Take a joke Sometimes I can't Let it be Sometimes I think that I'm my own worst enemy. So, what do we think of that, Will? I listened to this last night and I must have been in a really bad mood because I hated it. However, I've got over that. I'll let Matt Berninger, Berninger, whatever his name is, wash his music over me with the loveliest of Dove Soap. Because I really like this one. That's quite a turnaround. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> what a difference a day makes. Yeah, indeed. I had listened to some of Matt's solo stuff earlier, or the end of last year, and quite liked it. I'm never a great fan of the National. I just find them a bit heavy and a bit hard work. And this is a bit the same, this one. It's not my favourite of his solo tracks. He sounds a bit lacking in energy when he's delivering these songs. His voice is rich enough and nice enough and the kind of overall audio effects is quite warm and rich and deep. But I just think he just sounds a bit exhausted and it's a bit exhausting listening to him. I think I understand what you're saying there. I find it tiring and a little bit tiresome, but I don't dislike it, but it just leaves me a little bit exhausted by the end of it. I think, Nick, you, um, on one of our album podcasts recently, you mentioned that you'd been listening to Matt Berninger, didn't you? Yeah. And obviously I listened to that song that you'd put on the extras playlist for the album. I don't really remember it, apart from there being a hat in the video, which maybe is not a good sign. I don't know the National. And uh, other than the thing you linked to before, I'd never heard anything by Matt Berninger. Well, what did I think of this? Very high production standards, extremely high quality recording and production. There's some lovely work gone into this, but I almost feel that like I'm listening to that more than I'm listening to the song each time I've listened to it, which doesn't reflect well in the song, I don't think. It's a bit meh. Although I have to say, I've enjoyed it more each time I've listened to it. It's all right. It's a bit slick. A bit overly professional for my taste. Um, that's a terrible thing to complain about, though. Yeah, this is all right. It's a bit mournful. And it's too well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am a fan of The National and a fan of his solo work as well. This is his first solo album, but he'd done an album a few years ago with one other collaborator. They were called El Vi, and I like that as well. I've seen The National live a couple of times, and they're a great live band. And I think Matt Berninger does evoke a sort of middle-aged on we 
somehow <laughs> that uh, kind of speaks to me. But I'm interested in what you said, Al, about the production values in this, because this album yep. was produced by Booker T. Jones. Oh, really? And apparently he had produced a song that Matt Berninger had done for some compilation album. And apparently Booker T. Jones had said, you should do a solo album. Apparently he writes his lyrics with his wife and they'd got enough material together. He went to Booker T. Jones, but was still talking about doing mainly covers. And Booker T. Jones had slowly said, no, I think you've got enough good material here. So he apparently has amassed all sorts of interesting and talented musicians around mm. this project. And so the production values are really high. It's beautifully recorded and it does sound very modern in spite of that, but it's not It's not overly loud and it's not too busy all the time. You say that a lot of musicians, a lot of talented musicians, but there's almost too many instruments on it. Apart from the oboe, is there anything not on it? There's a new instrument coming in every five <laughs> or six seconds. For all that, it's quite a simple song, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It didn't sound overly busy or overly crammed with instruments it just sounded like they, they came together to create a sound which was a nice sound a nice deep rich sound mm. I liked the instrumental side of it in this rare occasion the music interested me far more than the, the vocals or the delivery yeah I think on balance <laughs> I prefer too much using a bit of imagination than, than just being one acoustic guitar and a man singing for example I'm nitpicking it's a nice song and it's warm and rich and I've run out of things to say about it thumbs up or thumbs down yeah, yeah. I've got a thumb more up than down more up than down as Chris says yeah one thumb <laughs> slightly upwards begrudging yeah oh, begrudging no, no. Matt Berninger nothing not begrudging at all so Al what have you chosen for us this week I've chosen a song that is called Not So Bad and it's by a band called Painted Shrines a very recent project from a couple of guys from a couple of bands I must admit I never heard of Jeremy Earl was in a band called Woods and Glenn Donaldson was in a band called Sky Green Leopards I get the impression this was recorded largely just before the pandemic struck uh, and has been finished during the lockdown months that we've had let's give it a listen Shrines, not so bad. Yeah, it's not so bad. When it starts, my first listen, I thought lo-fi drums, the organ's really nice. I love that tremolo guitar. The chord progression's really good. The vocal melody's strong, but it really just sounds like a demo. It sounds like a lot of sort of half-developed ideas, like a Yola Tengo demo is what it actually sounds like, which is praising criticism at the same time. They've got a good song here. They just haven't done enough with it. The worst thing is that guitar solo in the middle where it's just got like the five note melody. And when it does it the third time, my heart sinks. It's been quite good up to now and then you just don't develop it. You don't go anywhere with it. So I think a bit of a missed opportunity by your painted shrines here. I think they've got a good song, but they haven't delivered it well. It's kind of like the opposite of the high production values of Matt Berninger, really, that (laughs) with some slightly higher production values, maybe they might have got something more out of this. But what do you guys think of it? It did sound like they'd recorded it in their front room. I didn't really like it. It just sounded very tinny and very thin and didn't find it very interesting at all. Sorry. You've hit the nail on the head, Al. It does sound like a demo, and I'd agree also. It is a missed opportunity because isn't quite developed enough there was something interesting about it but not enough i was interested in the harmonies thought they were okay but the voice was a bit thin it just didn't do enough for me 
there was a kernel of something that I would potentially like, but yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. Not on this occasion. It's disappointment, and maybe I'm being harder on it because I think it could have been turned into something that I would have really liked. Chris, you're saying about it being quite tinny. I think it's quite refreshing to hear modern music that isn't bass heavy. Everything's just so much bass these days, and yeah. I, I don't like it very much. It does sound like eighties indie, doesn't it? Very jingly jangly kind of. Um... Yeah, it's a good observation. Yeah. I think. What do you reckon, Will? The best thing about this song for me is it reminded me of uh, television personalities. So I went away and listened to part-time punks, and that's a song that makes me always happy. Uh, I mean, yeah, what Al's saying about the production values, it's just way too flat. It's a shame. Maybe we're being a bit harsh. I, I mean, think these, you are, you, in we a are a couple of youngsters that are fairly new to the business, and this is their first... I don't think they're young. I think they're getting on a bit. Oh, are they? Oh, I think they've been okay, around well, for a I'll while. Take it all back. Yeah. And, and their beards aren't as good. <laughs> they've actually both got pretty good beards as well. <laughs> One of them particularly has oh. got a pretty mighty beard. There's, there's, there's really no excuse then, is there? Which one of us said it's a wasted opportunity? I think all of us. I, I think that's probably <laughs> it, yeah. I've chosen, completely at random, a song called Bless Your Name by an artiste called Jess Joy. seems fun I thought that was quite fun. <laughs> what do we know about Jess Joy firstly Jess Joy I knew nothing about Jess Joy obviously Jess Joy is a multimedia artist based in the dreamy undercurrent of Los Angeles hailing from the swamps of South Louisiana she used to be in a band called Moon Honey before going solo a couple of years ago I thought I was in trouble when that song first began but actually, I quite liked it by the end. It's kind of a song in, there's maybe three different parts, beginning and a middle and an end. And the beginning is um, quite awkward and jarring. But the middle bit I really liked. It just kind of opens up into a lovely, lovely melody and becomes quite rich musically and, and lyrically. Yeah, the kind of voice reminded me of Joanna Newsom. I suppose she kind of follows that lineage of, of Kate Bush onwards. Clearly a bit bonkers, not the sort of thing I could listen to much of, I don't think. Well, I quite enjoyed it, yeah. I yeah. thought she was a little ray of mad happiness in an otherwise fairly miserable week. Oh. I think I might be alone in liking Jess Joy. Will, what did you think? No, it's a great song. It's a great song. I'm a bit torn in this one. I think it's another swing and a miss, but it's a decent swing. There's two distinct songs in there, really, aren't there? And I don't like the first one. I think it's it's not terrible, but I don't like the execution again. It, it's trying too hard to be different. But when it transforms into Patty Page's Cape Cod, it's really quite good. Although, again, it's it's a bit fussy yeah. and a bit busy. But, you know, it's all right. It's funny you should say Joanna Newsom because I can't stand Joanna Newsom because I, I just can't listen to her singing. It's it's awful. Stupid, yeah, affected no, I, I, little I girly voice. Just makes me quite angry, actually, in a way that I, I totally overreact to it. I think it's horrible, and I feel not quite so strongly about this, but I do not like her singing. But it's an okay song. It's interesting, and that's a big plus for me. It's, it's unexpected, so yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. And the first time I listened to it, when I made that change, it's like, whoa, what's going on here? And you know, in a way, this yeah, yeah, whole yeah. sort of putting two songs together that are so radically different from one another is it's a little bit affected as well. I think it's like, it does seem like trying really hard to be odd. 
But, you know, if you're good enough the to get away with it. it. The more they do come together, though. I think there's three songs in there. There's three thirds in there. And they do make sense as a whole. Nick, what did you think of it? I didn't like it. For many of the reasons everybody's talked about didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand what she was on about. I watched the video and that just confused me more, I think. I think it was trying too hard. I thought she was a little ray of pretension, to be honest, rather than a little ray of sunshine. Not for me. Come on then, Nick. What have you brought us this week, then? I went for something by a duo called We Are Only Human Once. I liked the name of their band. I don't really know anything else about them, and I've looked a little bit online, can't find any more information other than what it says on their Spotify page. And it says there they've got 493 monthly listeners, which is considerably less than my choice party last week. It says, What started out as a passion project by Adeline McComb has become a collaborative effort between Adeline Clark and Willard Fogel. They seem to be from Ohio somewhere, and the song is called... These Christmas lights will haunt me until I die. It's been a long ass week and a half here without you. Tomorrow marks one month that I've been here without you. Feels like I'm the only one who's fighting all my Makes it hurt much more Cause people never seem to forget I hope he's alright I went into that expecting it to be some sort of electronica I was slightly disappointed It's not that the name (laughs) (laughs) I was going to get electronica And I got Kurt Cobain's little brother instead Is it actually Kurt Cobain's little brother? No, it's not (laughs) (laughs) He makes Kurt Cobain sound like a ray of sunshine, uh, though, doesn't he? <laughs> it's whiny, miserablest, self-indulgent, utter... God, it was awful. Sorry. I don't want to hurt his feelings, because clearly he's on the yeah. edge, isn't he? <laughs> what did you think, Al? When it started, my first thought was, this sounds like Pissing in the Wind by Badly Drawn Boy, the court yeah, progression Badly Drawn and Boy's there. That's a disappointing comparison to make, because... On my first listen, I kept waiting for the, the bass and the drums to come in. And, like, surely they come in after this bit. Surely they come in after this bit. And, of course, they never do. Three and a half minutes of a guy on an acoustic guitar strumming, not even picking, strumming. Oh, it's just... Songwriting isn't just some chords and some lyrics, right? There's so much more to a good song. You mentioned Kurt Cobain. Something like... It sounds like Teen Spirit's got four chords. The same four chords in every bit of the song, just repeating over and over and over. And it's a really good song because... There's great dynamics, um, it's well-structured, it's well-arranged, there's a brilliant vocal melody. This is just so flat. As soon as the singing comes in, that's it, you've heard everything the song is going to do. Just like in the Badly Drawn Boy song, bring in the bass playing a nice bum, ba-bum, ba-bum, bass line with some nice drums, you know, and... This song is a million times better, and it'd still be miserable and depressing, but it might be enjoyably so. And also, there's too much compression in the acoustic guitar. That's a technical point. <laughs> Will, what did you think? Ah, uh, well, I don't know whether you saw me. I got really I bored halfway through, so it, <laughs> yeah, I saw I, that. So I thought I'll mime all the instruments that would make this a better song. So obviously harmonica first, and then maybe drums, obs, trumpet would have been nice, or even a trombone. 
pick something, boys. Just make songs a little bit more interesting. I mean, what Al says, basically. Well, having seen your air drumming over the Zoom, I'm not surprised that Dave Grohl and Taylor Swift have turned you down, quite honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that hurts. That's... Can I just ask what your thought of the lyrics there? Because there were some quite no holes barred references to self-harm and suicide. You know, he wasn't kind of musing on the fragility of life. It was just fairly kind of in your face. Mm. I've been cutting my arms to ribbons and bleeding out in the sink and I'd rather kill myself than... And it, it was... It was I, I found them just very, very root one and faintly quite disturbing. Yeah, I've been close. Yeah, I agree. Do you think we should do an intervention? I wasn't paying particularly close attention, but I did notice them and I did think that this, this is a little bit much. It wasn't someone musing about the impermanence no. of life or their mortality. It was someone just making quite... It's a bit self-indulgent, isn't it? Mm. If those sentiments are sincere, then this guy needs some help. Mm. But if he's just putting those down because he thinks they're interesting lyrics to write a song about, then I find it quite quite misguided or judged. And Mm. also, it's nearly March. Why are you releasing a track with the word Christmas in the title? I saw when I was driving out of Aberdeen today, there was a house that was still festooned with Christmas lights. I got lost trying to get out of Aberdeen. I went north first and then south, so I actually passed it twice. And the first time (laughs) I went past it and thought, what are they doing? They've still got all the Christmas decorations. That's ridiculous. On the way back, I thought, actually, that's quite lovely. So, there we are. Four tracks. But we've got one more to come. We've got one more. We've got one more. Taylor Swift Corner. (laughs) It just so happens after we'd reviewed Taylor Swift last week that Haim have released a single this week called Gasoline featuring Taylor Swift. I think it's okay. Didn't blow me away. It's my third listen to, and it certainly leapt. First and second, I didn't really notice it. Third time, yeah, they can sing. It's got mm. quite a catchy little vocal harmony going on. I liked it. I couldn't tell where Heim stopped and Taylor Swift began, though. What? How dare you diss the Taylor? Well, which bit was her? I know. What was Harley? I don't understand why she needed to be there. I'm thinking I mean, it's probably the second verse. That sounded slightly more twangy, um, sort of Taylor Swifty. I think that's a quite a poppy direction for Haim, isn't it? I know bits of their stuff, and they're generally a bit hipper and cooler than that. I was expecting something a bit more energetic than this. It's okay. It sounds like the All Saints. That's what it reminds me of. I see where you're coming from, yeah. Is that a good or bad thing? Well, I kind of liked All Saints. They oh, had that's a few. Okay, then. That Never Never was a great song. Never Never was oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's all right, yeah. Maybe War Paint, someone like that. You know, it's, um, it's women in music. Mm. It's okay. Yeah. I wanted to like it more than I actually do. It's a pity. I quite like the groove of this, actually. It just kind of lopped along. Yeah. They wanted to reimagine the track. They did it first on their own. And then said, what do we need? We need the Taylor. If I could get us doing a record with Taylor Swift on it, I'd be all right with that. I wouldn't mind if it wasn't very good, quite frankly. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) So what's our favourite single of the week? Al, what do you think? I'm not sure. I don't particularly like any of them. Oh, da, 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 da. I think 
I'm going to go for Matt Berninger, which may surprise you because I wasn't particularly effusive about my liking of it. But Best of a bad bunch. None of them are great, and I'm, I'm going to go with Matt because he's an old man like we are. Fair enough. Will, what do you think? For me, it was Matt Berninger by Country Mile. Thanks, Will. Chris, what was your favourite? Not a vintage week of choices, was it? I'm going to go for the middle third of Jess Joy's tune. The rest of it didn't really hit, but out of the rest of it, you know, amid a sea of slightly whiny, miserable blokes, I thought her little middle section stood out as a little bit of brightness. I'm going to go for Matt Berninger as well, just ahead of Heim. Thanks for your thoughts. That's been this week's CB Singles Club. Remember to check out the playlist on Spotify and YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. Search for CB Music Club. Say hello. We'll hopefully see you again next time. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Good night.